Welcome back, Faye. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm just chilling. I'm just chilling. So, yeah. Um, last time we were talking, we talked about um, theater and the changing medium. Actually, we talked about mainly about art uh, and mm-hmm. digital mediums and how things might have might be changing in the near future and i know that you worked on something that took theater to whatsapp yes you ready to talk about that yeah um i was i'm quite excited about it actually okay. um, so yeah as always just the first question um, what is the square root of 69 eight or something I uh, cool you, cool you. I see you a Drake fan. No, um, but it's fine. I don't hate Drake. What you mean? No. How did you know the answer? Cause I'm old. When did that song come out? Yeah, no. <laughs> don't remind us of uh, our immortality. So, but uh, cool. Um, to get back on topic, it's. Basically, um, was it a few weeks ago, uh, two weeks or three weeks ago? You had the mm-hmm. shopping dead at the National Arts Festival. I did. Mm, how, how, how did that go? Um, it went really well. So the National Arts Festival went digital this year, which was a huge deal. Um, and they put a call out for new work um, and so what I really wanted to do was explore what a theatrical experience would look like on WhatsApp. Um, they liked the idea. They gave me money. They put me on the curated uh, main program, which is amazing. We had all our shows sold out and we had people from all over the globe tuned in, which was really great, you know, to have people obviously in SA, Nigeria, Uganda, Kenya, Namibia, um, the US, the UK, Italy, like it was wild. Mm-hmm. And what was the best uh, audience reaction to the show? Um. We we had asked people to send us some video comments, um, mm-hmm. and there was this um, young man who sent um, nearly a three-minute video just talking about how his mind was blown and how that was the best thing that he experienced, and he was really inspired. And um, why that stood out for me is that like we none of none of us knew him. But to speak into camera for three minutes to people that you've never met um, and just have such like a positive outpouring was was really great to hear. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, wonderful stuff. Um, I was among the hundreds of people that were in attendance over WhatsApp. And yeah, it was an interesting thing to experience. and. Yeah, surely I see a lot of potential in it, and yeah, even tried recording the show. 
by screen recording on my phone. But apparently my phone doesn't like me doing uh, a lot of stuff at the same time. So <laughs> it stopped recording and I was like, ah, shit, I lost out on that. So do you, are people going to be able to see the show on YouTube anytime? Uh, I don't have plans to do that. I don't know. We can think about it, but I think that the excitement of viewing the the show is that it happens live, that you see these messages coming on and popping off in real time and you get annoyed and you wait for the people to respond. I don't think it's the same watching um, messages fly from a screen on a screen mm. recording. It's not as personal, you know. Okay. Okay. So you want that liveness factor to it? I mean, if more people ask, I mean, we could potentially look at uh, screen recording it, but I don't think that it's something that, I think it takes away the magic. And I think um, you want to keep your unique selling point. And I think the liveness is one of them. Okay. Okay, cool. So just to dig a little um, on, on the selling point, it's theater. Yeah. First and foremost, right? So, um, what are or name five uh, plays you've watched in person and you have enjoyed? <laughs> I hate this. Um, because I've watched so much theater in my life, it's like books, you know, where sometimes it feels like water. Like you're not going to, you're not going to remember them when somebody asks you, "Hey, what books have you read?" But when you're sitting somewhere, you might be like, "Oh, I remember seeing this somewhere." Um, I can, I can tell you maybe influential plays in some ways. Okay, cool. I'll take that. Like, I remember seeing um, Cargo with my mom when I was little. It's a play with uh, done by Magnet Theater and um, Neo Muyanga did the music and it was about the, the slave trade on the Cape. But I remember, like, one of the props that they had... Um, on stage was this huge cargo box. Like it was huge. It was bigger than people, you know, like it was like like two meters high. Um, And then at some point this thing um, fell apart, not fell apart, but like it opened up and then there were um, on the side, like trenches with water. I don't know. There was something about seeing this on stage that was really exciting for me um also seeing the lion king at monte casino the musical that Mm -hmm. was also amazing to me um just i mean most of us i guess don't see puppets right we don't know what it means to be a puppeteer and the care and the majesty that puppets can bring. And so when you um, watch The Lion King and, and all these animals come to life, it was, it was amazing. And 
I felt so connected because I knew all the songs. I was also really curious, like how they were going to do the the Buffalo Stampede, um, mm. and somehow they made that come to life. And I was really scared, and that was amazing. And also that scene where um, Mufasa comes to talk to to Simba, like when his spirit comes to talk, and he appears in the in the sky. They did that, like all of a sudden um, the background changed, but it wasn't like a backdrop. It was like these moving tiles came together to create Mufasa's face. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I remember watching that and just being blown away. Um, What are the other, so that's two so far, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I really enjoyed I Stand Corrected with Mamela Nyamza and I'm not sure who the other woman is um, but it was a response to um, gender de- gender-based violence and corrective rape and a lot of you know um, terrible things that our country is known for um, and Mamela Nyamza is such a powerful performer she moves worlds in her body she like her body shape shifts um Mm -hmm. and she does it a lot without words that was incredibly powerful for me and I remember I don't know I I saw it in quite a small theater it wasn't wasn't big at all um who else um Um, for some reason, I really love Lareko Umfono's um, play. Which is? Yeah, I just went blank for a second. Um, not Kids from Amandla Street. It's the other one, the first one. Oh, Narrative Dreams. The first one I saw, which is Narrative Dreams, um, which is a... It's a tale about two boys, David and Morena, um, and how they search for the stars. And it's like aimed at 10 to 13 year olds. Um, but it's done really beautifully. I think that like since working for Assetage, like I didn't know that people created work specifically for children and young audiences. Um, and there was something that was really special to me in the storytelling that I that I fell in love with and there was such a a care for telling um black stories that wasn't that that wasn't neat and pretty at the same but at the same time wasn't um it wasn't about like poverty it wasn't about like identity politics I mean all of it is is there but it was like really joyful I don't know Mm -hmm. I think there's a way that Lareko brings characters to life with such nuance and takes young people seriously that um, I was just in awe of and I wanted more of, um, especially because like when I was a child, um, I remember spending so much time in the library and knowing that there were sections for children my age was so dope, right? Um, Mm. And I think that you like you can find that in bookstores and libraries, but not so much when it comes to music or theater. Just so to see that on stage was was great. That's four. 
Do you really want a fifth one? Throw in the fifth one just for composure. Composer, composer. Um, hectic. I need to think of a um a piece of theater that I saw multiple times. Um, I'm not so sure how I feel about it now, but when it first came out, I think I saw the fall maybe four times. What um, is the the fall, it is a, a theater piece around the Fismas Fall movement. Oh, the um, fall. Oh, okay. yeah. The oh, yeah, fall. I it at the stage theater. It's also, I think, in my top five. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's in my top five of theater. I don't think I have a top five of theater, oh. but mm-hmm. um, that piece was special to me um, because of how they told the story because um, they were close to my age because I think they captured they captured the spirit and the and the yeah the spirit and the zeitgeist of what was going on and were able to tell that theatrically in a way that was poignant um, I was also in awe of the support that they received from the Baxter that they were able to travel with it um, also seeing each of the actors grow into their craft and do amazing things. So um, Tankiso and Tankiso Mamabolo and Cleoratus um, and even Sizwe um, exploring their musical roots afterwards. Um, Oarevile, he's in Joburg. I think he's doing a lot of lot more screen work. Um, Amira Conrad tra- traveled to the UK, is lecturing, is writing plays, is directing plays, and her career has really taken off. Um, then you've also got Sikhle, who's just actually being a fashion killer, but also has worked on film now, has also done stage work, has also done some TV. Um, and so it's also great to see um, young Black people flourish and take control of their careers and also be given up the opportunity to do that okay dope stuff yeah dope five right there so um, just uh to sidetrack a bit um with regards to the top five conversation i just realized that if you are a rapper right and you notice that the top five question is getting brought up a lot you actually incentivize to call yourself a top five MC in your music uh, uh, because that is marketing. And every time anyone who listens to your music has ever asked that question, they'd be like, who's in my top five? And if they remember a lyric of you saying number one, two, five, then they call your name. Oh, that's Kendrick. Kendrick is in my top five. Uh, Rappers who don't, claim themselves as being top five will probably have a harder time just placing the dead rappers from the list. Mm -hmm. It really is about marketing. Like, this is also what I feel about um, my production. Like, Mm. I can... um, Because I haven't seen anyone publicly criticize my work. It's only people like you. You will say, this is what I didn't like or whatever it is. Um, Mm. 
So there are some people who will see my social media and be like, oh my gosh, I missed out on this thing. Like, why wasn't I there? Um, and it's my responsibility to control that narrative and say, this is how I want to position this product. This is how I want to improve my product. And if you want to be part of this journey, then holla at me, you know? Okay. Yeah. So to bring it back on track as well, um, on the file you've mentioned, you substantiated why um, you're naming them. Um, of the properties that you've mentioned from what you've enjoyed in theater, which of those do you think do not translate well um, on WhatsApp? What, of my top five? Not off your top five. Uh, like you've mentioned a few things, a few properties, you know, like seeing the puppets come to life. Um, you've mentioned the, the how the fall actually captured the movement, uh, the Fees Must Fall movement quite well and told that story right. without bias or told that story from a good perspective. And the actors as well involved and how um, I forgot which one it was, but the play specifically for the kids and how that uh, kind of added to your understanding of theater or of um, entertainment that there's actually things that are specifically created for the consumption of kids um, so on and so forth. So yeah, you've mentioned quite a number of things, but from the things you've mentioned, which do you, would you say do not map well uh, when you put this stuff on WhatsApp, when you put the play on WhatsApp? Um, I don't, well, the first thing is that you, you wouldn't be able to do a musical on WhatsApp. <laughs> Why not? No, you wouldn't be able to do it. Also, music is hella tricky because of royalties. Um, so mm. just the legal, like, um, minefield that you'd have to play um, mm. is, is tricky also because um, the content stays on people's phone phones no. so you like with WhatsApp you can't just delete a message for everybody you can delete a message if no one has read it mm -hmm. but otherwise you can't delete any messages for that other person once they've opened it yeah and um, you what they did after you know receiving it right so so you can't even delete a group not properly not for like everyone in the group so there are things like that that make it very tricky um mm. to do something like a musical because people will have the tracks they'll have the soundtracks with them and they'll have them in files that are easy to send mm -hmm. um so yeah um and then playing around with visual elements is strange. I mean, like I told you about the huge cargo box in um, in cargo. So in in WhatsApp, people don't necessarily have these images that are constantly there for them to think about or engage with unless they are consistently referenced by the characters mm -hmm. or... Um, like there's an emoji, an emoji that's 
persistent like you you the audience has to deal a lot with their imagination or does that um is that element brought in through like a picture and do you use your picture sparsely so there are things like that that you'd have to consider um when translating something like that onto um a whatsapp forum also um whatsapp doesn't do well with body movements you're not looking at the body so some people have compa- compared it to uh, radio drama in the sense that like, the, the characters are not physical beings. I mean, they are, obviously, but the, mm-hmm. it's like everyone could have a different interpretation of what this character looks like, what they dress like, what they sound like. Um, and so that's also interesting to play with, you know, like, do people need all of that? Is it better to leave that open-ended? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Well, yeah, um, I think they're all applicable. And um, I think the musical side is quite interesting, you know, um, just because of the limitations you mentioned, I actually see it as a plus for other people, you know, like your Cubs are the Smalls. If ever he's dropping an album or he's dropping whatever is single, he just sets up a WhatsApp group, a broadcast WhatsApp group or whatever, and then drops it in there. And then the reach just um, is broader than just waiting for people to get your song on Spotify or on Apple, but, you know, stuff like that. You mentioned the issue of phone numbers being visible when we were having conversations before the show, being mm-hmm. visible to the other members. So if WhatsApp ever allows group admins to hide that uh, people's phone numbers, it would be quite a good vessel for people releasing their music. So what else is there though? So, oh yeah. On the topic of uh, the props being used in the show, I find it interesting because you guys did um, stage transitions, the equivalent of a stage transition, where you would move away from the group chat, which is where most of the story was being told, and you would slide into the DMs where your side characters would have uh, side conversations between um, one-on-one conversations and then you would move back into the group uh, chat. And yeah, I found that interesting and yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like, hmm, that's interesting. Uh, If you are telling a story, do you use the constraints as a hard constraint or do you use the constraints as a soft constraint? Because at the end of the day, as long as people read the messages, they will know that, oh, now we're in private and now we're in public. But what pushed for you guys to actually then say, okay, we're going to have a stage switch and move away from the group chat and tell the story that's happening in the private chat? Um. Yo, that's something for the <laughs> the writer and the director. Because we did think about, like, do we 
uh, do we state that or not? Because some people found it annoying. Other people find it really interesting or helpful. Um, mm. I don't think we have clarity on that yet. And I think that that's something that we're going to have to continually ask um, as we do more stories and just figure out like, where can we push the boundaries where do we have to hold the audience where can we trust the audience to do their own um to infer but i think it's still so new it's it's not like by all means universal right mm-hmm. um our, our sample size is way too small for us to say anything concrete you know um mm-hmm. but going back to your thing about music like yes i ultimately want to use whatsapp or well, part of the things that i want to do when creating stories is figure out a way to plug creatives um and to highlight particular creatives because um essentially this this whatsapp platforms allows for direct to consumer marketing um it allows people to um and, and that thing stays on their phone so people can continuously reference that thing you know so if we create um yeah like you said okay like let me not tell you my other idea but like like you said if we have a song that the character no i don't think you steal it. it's not about that but like, say you had a um, a track that you know the characters bumping, or like they're like, oh, this is the theme song of our group. You could potentially uh, create a lot of traffic for a new artist, um, and it's something. But you have to do it organically, so it's not like, hey guys, listen to my music. You just drop it in the WhatsApp group as something that the characters reference on our social media. We can also um, reference a track you know, say, check the link in our bio and see if it explodes like that. There's So there's a lot of ways to play with, um, in my head, local uh, businesses and partnering with them to create narratives around their product and narratives that speak directly to where people are at. I think that would be really fun to explore. Okay. Cool, Leo. Yeah. So... At the root of all all theater is basically a story, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I remember. I don't know which video I was watching, but some guy was uh, talking about how he experienced. Oh yeah, it was a wrestling video, um, a video essay on wrestling. And the dude was basically saying he was bored when he was reading Shakespeare in high school or back in school, whatever. And watching wrestling, and he showed a clip of Pukati saying the uh, N-word. And he said uh, the moment he saw that, he realized that um, Shakespeare was technically written not to be read off the stage, but to be read off the stage. And so it's boring when a person reads it off the page because they are not doing those extra bits and making words uh, longer than they should be for effect, which is what wrestlers do whenever they speak. I am going to beat you up. My uh, the rock saying, What's this? Can you smell what the rock is 
cooking or oh, even the rock again if it's the me or oh, blah 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 everyone knows how that goes so um, if someone would read with these taglines they wouldn't get the you know the loudness that i just did which probably good is going to irritate whoever is listening to this they won't get the same energy but when the rock or mr mcmahon wrote his tagline it was you know for that energy they knew that that energy is what's going to make the tagline work and also i'm going to stick to wrestling since i'm still here they telling a story um over a long period of time but okay let me not include the long period of time issue wrestling is also telling a story which is mainly a story of conflict um whether it's conflict between two people or um, a story of accomplishment where someone is trying to get the heavyweight title for the first time um a Mick Foley or some guy who just doesn't look like a champion or even John Cena when he got his title for the first time it was a story of can i do this can i have i put in enough work to actually do this so that's a story that they are t- telling so now with whatsapp right there's two things and th- these are the two things that maybe want to talk about energy because it's really hard to get energy from your phone and story oh. Well, uh, I I believe you can tell a story in different mediums, which is also why uh, the WhatsApp theater works. But um, execution is the main issue. Uh, so for you, um, how how would you best deliver energy and story uh, via WhatsApp theater? I don't know. There's something that I'm exploring. Like <laughs> I'm not there yet. I just wanted to firstly. um prove that it could work and prove that there was there would be people interested in it and i think that we did that um mm-hmm. as far for uh, story ideas and things like that um i still have to explore it i mean i don't think everyone has the same reaction with you i know you were dissatisfied but i mean like i had a friend who works in film and he was really excited about it and what one of the things that he really enjoyed about the writing is that he felt that people were written almost like sitcom characters so they were very clear signifiers to the audience of what kind of um person this was so kind of like playing to uh, certain archetypes um and so and a couple of other people had also also noticed the same thing so those were like um character signifiers that were helpful for the audience would that work all the time i don't know we'll see some people um after a preview people had said that they wanted to get more of a sense of what the characters looked like and we could do that through adding um pictures so we tried to do that and that's why the pictures of like of j and like one of z and one of um quasi um but again we're still at the beginning of our exploration phase and um i think they can it, it can be pushed more but i don't think necessarily like i don't have an answer for you um that's not necessarily what we were looking when for this run um mm-hmm. and you know it's still very new like <laughs> um 
once you've had a couple of iterations or had a couple of revisions, you can start making claims and saying, this is the best way to execute this kind of story, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, cool stuff. Well, mm, all in all, um, it was a great experience. It was a dope idea, interesting execution. And um, yeah, I just have my own reservations because I see these things uh, well, I consume a lot of digital media, so that is the first issue for me, and I will just be comparing stuff every time. And yeah, but the story was uh, to people who didn't watch, uh, because people do not really support art in this world called Earth. Um, this it was a zombie story where people, oh, and also a lockdown story, because, you know, you have to throw in the lockdown as well, but lockdown was a partial bit, and that's all I'm going to say, just in case they reshow it, and yeah, um, it was quite interesting, it was quite interesting, Uh, I personally didn't like the voice notes, because I hate voice notes, I'm just one of those people, and um, the pictures were I, the pictures were dope, and there was also a video, yeah. The videos were worth it, and because the videos actually pushed the story forward. So for me, it's a velocity type of thing. Uh, mm, uh, and it's the same thing in chat as well. If I would send a voice note to someone, I'd only send it when I'm doing something significant. And videos as well, you know, there's some things you want to show someone, and you just need to show a video. And I think you guys use videos very well. And voice notes, um, I'm just not a fan of the start of it, but I think you guys use them well as well because there was a point where you used them on the PA system and it was the guy sent the voice note by accident on the PA system and stuff like that. And that told the story, moved the story forward as well. And yeah, so yeah, when would the next one be? Uh, September, hopefully. Um, I'm just put us forward for some funding. Um, mm-hmm. They will hopefully get us to, um, what is it, evolve some of the audiovisual elements, which I'm really excited about. I'm actually really excited about the person who is interested in partnering with us on the project. I just mm-hmm. need um the funding to come through and for people to say hell yes this thing is dope um and then i'm hoping to leverage that into uh, an independent run and then we can see if people are actually willing to pay for such an experience and how much they're willing to pay so yeah that's uh, that's potentially very exciting so we're holding thumbs right now okay. well dope stuff i congratulate you and your hustle uh also be tuned in the next one and i'll buy a ticket in the next one and i'll be there uh, trying to record again i'll probably get a burner for just to record this one so that i can continue using my phone while the play uh, is going on and yeah but wonderful stuff okay is there anything else you'd like to say no, I guess thank you for having me. Thank you for being such a supporter of people and their ideas. Ever since I've met you, you've come to, I think, everything that I try out. Um, 
I don't take it for granted at all. So, you know, thank you. And thank you for creating another space to um, explore ideas. It's really commendable. Okay, coolio, coolio. Um, just keep doing what you're doing and then make that man, make that man. If WhatsApp theater becomes an international phenomenon, uh, I want to know that you're a millionaire, not, not by chance, but by hustle. Hectic. Okay. You see, then you're supposed to come and say, Faye, let me offer my services um, in the digital world. Let's talk about IP protection and like digital well, what what. Technically, you know all the IP protection stuff because you're in the art space. Yeah. Um, I've told you my ideas on monetization and uh, cutting a budget by, you know, but you, you, you don't want to cut the budget. And uh, <laughs> I understand. And I respect this is not clear to your audience. I had said that I why I wanted to try WhatsApp theater was a way that um, I I felt there was a medium that could potentially um, Mm. be quite accessible for both the audience and for actors, which Mm. um, is relevant because theaters are closed, guys. And um, a lot of people can't do streaming or make um, theater to stream because it's expensive. You need money, right? Like in terms of equipment, like the camera that you're using, the lighting. Um, if people do go into theater, it has to be COVID compliant. So all the temperature checks, all the cleaning, um, it's all, it can be very expensive um, unless you have like a, a big company or funding body funding you right and we've, we're seeing theaters close down like the mm-hmm. fugard is not opening until late next year that's huge um okay. right mm-hmm. um and i and I, I think in the next couple of months we're going to see the same thing with other spaces right and the mm-hmm. mask theater is also i think on its last legs um we're seeing restaurants also and musicians working together because they're saying musicians aren't making money because um, a lot of musicians are, are, what is it? They play in restaurants, right? Um, So what I was trying to say is that like with WhatsApp, all you really need is a phone. And if we can, um, if we can make theater that allows actors to be paid, that is really dope. This contributing something to the livelihoods of artists and you were like, why don't you get chatbots? Now, I understand that you could, can create programs that are neater, that work better, that respond in certain ways and could, could um, simulate the same experience. However, it goes against everything that I want to do with this mm. particular medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just saying the offer still stands. <laughs> sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, but it's great. Um, sure. I think that's about it for the day. Uh, we are about to hit the 40-minute mark. Um, uh, to everyone listening, that has been a stage fight episode. 